0: Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to the A Little Less Fear podcast. I'm your host for the show, Dr. Lino Martinez. Oh yeah. Welcome back, everybody, to the A Little Less Fear podcast. Happy New Year. I'm going to keep saying that because I'm still in the month of I'm? Did I just say I'm? I'm in we, all of us, collectively, here. It's the month of January, and (laughs) it's still the new year. Yes, so Happy New Year 2022. Oh, my goodness, what a beginning that was. A rocky beginning, I'll say. Started off the new year with uh, COVID, although I never had a positive confirmation test that said I was positive. I had it, and I'll let you know how I had it. Actually, I'll tell you right now how I know I had it. So I'm not exactly sure how or when I was exposed, but I mean, it could have been at my doctor's appointments. I often go to UCLA and have doctor's appointments, maybe two times a week, I average. And uh, many times we take our masks off. Doctor says, take your mask off. Let's check your temperature. Could have been then. Could have been at a couple parties I went to, maybe even possibly. But whatever the case is, um, I came down with a very a lot of flu-like symptoms, and along with those flu-like <laughs> symptoms, I lost uh, my taste for about two and a half weeks, and then uh, I started getting a lot of irregular heartbeats. These beats that weren't what I'm used used to with experiencing SVT as part of my genetic disease. It gives me um, a side effect, I guess that's what I call them, symptoms, side effects of the disease, symptoms. And one of the symptoms is uh, rapid palpitations that I'm currently on medication to control the, those uh, rapid heartbeats. But when I was sick with, um, with the anonymous name of COVID, <laughs> yeah, I was having a lot of irregular heartbeats, meaning instead of uh, feeling a normal rhythm of like boom, boom, boom. It was more like boom 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 boom. boom, 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 boom. Boom, 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 And it was happening very frequently, like maybe five or six an hour for about two and a half weeks it was happening. And I know my body well enough to know that that was caused by one of those variants, one of those COVID variants uh let's see what else was i feeling i i just couldn't I, it was hard for me to breathe at night at night and the day i was fine but at nighttime it was hard for me to breathe and i think it was hard for me to breathe too because i was very congested and i had a lot of mucus a lot of dark green mucus and the congestion was also causing a lot of sore throat extremely sore throat it was starting to mess with my speech um i think it was in my disease got a little flared up so um my vocal cords were hurting and even in between then I recorded a podcast. I, I interviewed actually a couple people when I was really sick and I didn't really want to make it that big of a deal because I, I'm still passionate about what I do. Regardless of how, how sick I'm feeling, um, I'm this passionate that even if it's just an hour a week that I get to spend with somebody. I know that that one hour a week is going to be spent motivating thousands, millions, so many people. And so to me, that was healing and that was um, promising. As long as I keep smiling, I know it's promising. And that I'm doing. So anyways... It took me about three weeks to get better. I did get on antibiotics and the green stuff went away and then I was starting to feel like my energetic self again. But all together, it was about three weeks of being sick. So um, I went to urgent care. And when I went to urgent care, this was, uh, let's rewind here. This is when I was uh, symptomatic on my third day about. And also had a rapid test that was negative, but we know that rapid tests now, the home tests are like 60, 70 percent accurate. They're not that accurate. And when I went to urgent care, the doctor there said I didn't need a COVID test. What in the world? He said, oh, to me, it just looks like a community virus. And then I told him about my disease. I even showed him at a feeding tube. And I was like, hey, man, this is serious. Are you sure I don't need a test? And he said no. So that was the night that I got really sick and I just couldn't, I, I didn't need to go to the ER, I didn't need to do any of that, I know what was happening and I just needed to isolate and take care of myself and, and updose the turmeric and the ginger and the greens and the goods and all the things that make a, body, a healthy body as healthy possible and resting as much as I could, hydrating. But um, two weeks into my illness, um, into the into what do you call that anyway? Two weeks into the doom of COVID, um, my roommate started to become symptomatic. So he got tested, and he was positive, And that's how I knew that I gave it to him because he wasn't he wasn't symptomatic before that. And he he wasn't even sick that long. Maybe two or three days with the sniffles. That's pretty much all he had because he also got the booster so i think the booster definitely helped him um i was just boosted a few days ago and the booster um, took me down for about two days i had a lot of pain a lot of body pain um, even got some fever and a lot of chills with it but compared to being sick for three weeks being boosted in two days i feel pretty good now thank you so much for tuning in i really appreciate it so guess what changing the subject Change the subject here, my 42nd birthday is coming up on Wednesday, January 19th, 119, my lucky holy number that follows me wherever I go. Thank you so much, higher self. Banjo, Benji, Benjamin, I love you. And uh, yeah, so 42 years as a human being on the planet Earth. What do I have to say about 42 years? Well, the first thing I have to say about that is... Uh, it hasn't been 42 years yet. have <laughs> about two days left, but um, overall, what is my analysis here? I can't, you know why? It's really difficult because I lived the first 34 years of my life as a female, which means that I was identifying as a female, which means that, um, and this is all before I knew what trans was, and before I knew what trans was, um, I identified only as the gender that was I was born with, as far as blessed with, because it was a blessing being that other gender. And um, being a female for 34 years, I had to adapt as a female for 34 years, in every which way, socially, emotionally, mentally, and uh, so... <laughs> I guess you could say when I was born, or when Lino was born, a uh, little under 8 years ago. Uh, I've, I've, I guess you can only say, I feel. I really don't know. I w- I'd like to open this up for discussion, actually. How old am I? And do, how many trans men, older trans men, I have to say, and when I mean older, I mean my age, in their 40s, if they've transitioned within the last 10 years, I wonder if other trans men feel like I do, as far as, like, I'm not. I'm not a 42-year-old man no way like when i think of a 42 year old man and i look at other 42 year old bodies and stuff i'm like hold up a minute i'm still in my 20s okay i start to feel a little uh, a setback but then i realize wait it's okay to be setback because i'm enjoying this journey and i'm enjoying this young journey this young man that i am right now so i would like to say that it's probably more like i'm in my late 20s or something something more like that um I'm also blessed to look younger for my age. I think that I'm gonna bless, I mean, my mother and my father blessed me with those genes, but also eating well and exercising and taking care of my mental health, which is the most important thing in my mental and physical health has kept me with a youthful appearance. That and also transitioning at a later age keeps a youthful appearance, so yeah. just getting the hang of things here. Like, how is it in when when I think about what I how it was for me as a female in my 20s, I was getting to know myself as a female and my only option at the time because trans didn't exist, meaning those words T R A N S trans did not exist back then. So when I was in my 20s, it was either you're a tomboy, you're butch, or you're fem or whatever other words that people would put out there, and I experimented with all the looks. I had the long hair, I wore makeup, I had lipstick, and there are times that I didn't do any of that. Yes, a lot of the times, actually most of the time, all of the time, that I wore makeup and dressed like a female, it was really to please other people. But So I didn't really even get to dip too much into my masculinity, my my true higher self, my true self, my masculine self, this person here, um, what is masculine? Yeah, I know we can we can get all anecdotal and philosophical and all kinds of stuff to that what is masculine and I know that it's a spectrum and it's however you feel and I know all that, I know all of the verbiage, but as far as experiencing it is a little different because socially I have to, I've had to um, learn things at a later age as a man, like I'll give you an example, one thing that when I talk about socially, when women go to the bathroom together, they they love going to the bathroom together, by the way. What is that? What's up with that stereotype? But it's true because I've been there, done that. And it's because women like to chat. Women like to talk about things right then and there. You know, hey, what did you think about that guy? He's kind of cute, huh? Did you see him looking at me? I don't know. I think I saw him looking at you. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He's so cute. Yeah, these are the things that happen in the bathroom. The people that want to know, guys, if you want to know women talk about these things in the bathroom, and all kinds of things. Women just <laughs> they connect like that. It's a beautiful connection. I gotta say, I do miss that that um, that female connection. When when girls connect, there's there's this bond that's that's different between um, a man and a woman. But when men go to the bathroom, we don't talk. We don't say anything. We actually don't even give each other eye contact. It's like you go in there, you piss, you do your thing, you wash your hands and you get on out. It's there's no room for conversation. They don't want to talk. It's just it's a whole different culture. And I learned that just like five years ago. You know, that's that's something that when I tell you that I'm still learning, it's like these tiny little social habits that men have. When you're born into it, you kind of just grow up in it and then you you (laughs) you learn along the way so i'm learning now along the way i guess that's why i'm saying that geez i'm i'm still a a fairly a young man here Uh, as i clear my throat here because yeah i still go through some throat pain here with my with my genetic disease for those tuning in for the first time and thank you so much for everybody that are that have been listening to my podcast and supporting me along the way and and those that are buying my book i really hope that it it changes you along the way my book is not meant to cause any type of um, pain and keep it there the, the point of my book is to show people the journey that I've gone through the pains and the sufferings that I've gone through um, with this genetic disease and um, coming from a Catholic family uh, parents eventually divorcing after 48 years of marriage m- uh, my mother battling cancer just all kinds of stuff um, and all the 40 something surgeries that i've had just to keep me alive here along with my transition i mean it's a long journey but it's um i i made this book as a transformational journey to show people that suffering is an ongoing theme in everybody's life but it doesn't mean that you have to be in pain i mean or even vice versa you could say just because you're in pain doesn't mean you have to be suffering it doesn't have to be that way and i'm hoping that my story can ignite um a fire in people and have them chase their passions and realize that this human life that you're in right now whether you believe it or not i believe that we chose this life for a reason and there's nothing we can't handle and if we feel that we cannot handle it that's usually when you need to rest and give yourself a little bit of time out and um and rediscover new ways of thinking of being And yes, you can show an old dog new tricks. Maybe his body's a little tired, but you can. And um, the brain is very adaptable like that, which is very beautiful. So anyways, uh, going back to my age here, I don't feel 42. I think that when a cis man or even a trans man gets to transition a lot earlier in their teens, let's say, or in their early 20s, They get the social experience that I am now learning as, as I'm gonna say, a young man in my 20s. So no, I'm not really a 42 year old man. I'm in my 20s, I would say, I estimate. And, um, yeah, but 42 years in this human experience coming right up. Ring that bell! Ring my bell! Ring the bell, and guess what? I'm single, ready to mingle, and I'm gonna keep it going, because love will keep us alive thank you so much for tuning in everybody stay tuned for the next podcast is on Kundalini yoga what in the world is that I wanna know love you.